Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Rebound for his ninth. 18 points, nine rebounds, six oh. assists from Jay. Oh, oh the chicken! Double time! Miles Turner! Yeah! Welcome to the NBA, my friend! Turner sets the screen. Oh, 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 no. oh, oh no. right Don't let him throw it down like that! Victor Oladipo! Throws it back to Oladipo. Stevenson behind, drives inside! And the foul! Lance Stevenson! Chance for a three-point play. He just headbutted the Stanton. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod podcast. Welcome back to episode seven of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. My name is Chris Cook. Sitting next to me, as always, Jake Light, Eric Hawk. And tonight we are uh, actually a special recording. We're at live at the uh, Coterie Den in downtown Kokomo, Indiana, on the square. Uh, guys, what do you guys think of our setup here tonight here at the Coterie? The setup is awesome. The fans are crazy. I look out and I just see nothing but bodies and fans and hands in the air. The drinks are pretty stiff, uh, thanks to Riley. And the crew here at the Coterie, but yeah, it's definitely I do great say, awesome. Before you chime in, Jack, I do want to make a note here. Five, uh, $5 mixed drinks on Wednesday nights. So if you don't have to work on Thursday, if you do have to work and you need something to get through the workday the next day, $5 drinks, you can't go wrong with that. They make them pretty strong here. Yeah, Taco Tuesdays, half price beer on Tuesdays as well. I mean, Tuesday, Wednesday, I mean, what else do you have to do in Indiana? Don't forget about trivia. Trivia nights, I mean... I've been a part of the Lord of the Rings championship here, so, I mean, this place is pretty special to us. It's one of the best places in uh, Kokomo to and we sit have down and view. have a drink. We have a great view. Right behind us is just downtown Kokomo on the square. So, I mean, just a beautiful view. It's a beautiful view. view. Beautiful Couldn't be much view. better. I know can't, that. So, can't get any better. Thank you to the guys at the Coterie for letting us record here tonight. Um, we're just going to dive right into it. So how's that sound to you guys? Let's do it. Let's go. So, we're going to use this podcast episode kind of as our free agency roundup. Um, I know we still have a couple weeks left until things really die down, but the big news today was uh, Kawhi Leonard and getting traded to Toronto. Uh, he got traded along with Danny Green for DeMar DeRozan, uh, Jakob Pertl, and a first-round pick. So my question to you guys first off is what do you guys think about that deal for both teams, the Spurs and the Raptors? For the Raptors, they're kind of in a situation with what Paul George was. Last year is what it kind of seems to me. No one expects him to re-sign him to a long-term deal, and yet he goes to Toronto. They give up DeRozan, which kind of seems like a guy that is kind of surprising that they gave up DeRozan. He's been there forever. He's been like a cornerstone of that franchise. But, I mean, as far as the deal goes, I think San Antonio wins with that first-round pick in 2019, right? Is that what that was? Protected? Uh, one thing I don't like about it, uh, it's pick 1 to 20. Uh, protected. If they don't get the pick in 2019, it turns into two second round picks. Okay. So there's a pretty good chance, I, I would say, with Kawhi Leonard, Kyle Lowry, 
Valanchunas. I would say that's probably going to turn into two second-round picks, personally. So that's how I'm going to kind of assess it when I'm talking about Yeah, I just keep going grade. back to that Paul George trade because, I mean, they were in a they were in a weird situation, the Spurs. Like, they had, to, they had a guy that didn't want to play for him, and they had to move him. Everyone knows he didn't want to play there. So they're not getting, like, crazy offers for, like, this guy's talent-wise. So this could be a deal we look at next year and be like, hey, the Spurs, they didn't have Kawhi Leonard at all last year, and they made the playoffs. And now they get DeMar, DeRozan, and Podol, a guy I think has a lot of potential. Pertle. Portal, whatever Pertle. his Pertle. name is. Pertle. Let's try it. Yeah, Poitle. Try it again. Pertle. <laughs> Pertle. <laughs> they get Pertle. And uh, so I think it, their team got better, but I don't know if the value matches. Yeah, I, I kind of look at this like if we got to compare this to the Pacers last year, obviously the Paul George trade. Uh, obviously Kawhi Leonard's a better player than him, but – People thought they didn't get much out of it, and then look what happened. So, um, as far as we know, DeRozan, he's going to go be coached by the best coach, arguably, in basketball. So, um, that could be also a benefit for him. And then I also like it for Toronto because you obviously get the best player in the trade. And if he doesn't resign with you, number one, you get rid of DeRozan's contract, and number two, you can start your rebuild uh, next year. So, they're going for it this year, obviously. Hoping Kawhi signs long-term, he probably won't. But then they have their sights set on, uh, you know, rebuilding in the future and then not having to deal with DeRozan's contract. Yeah, um, when I seen the trade go down, I was I was not expecting Danny Green to be part of the deal. I actually think that's a, a, that's a plus for the Raptors. I was expecting it to be Paul Gasol. Um, and that's just, you know... Powell is he's he's good, but uh, he's he's on his last leg, making quite a bit of money. So I was surprised to see Danny Green go. So I think that's a plus for Toronto. Uh, you know, grading the trade today, I would say I'd, I'd give a little bit of leeway. Uh, you know, I, I would kind of err towards the Toronto Raptors winning the deal just because they simply got the best player. Um, you know, DeMar DeRozan meant a lot to the people of Toronto, but at the same time, they weren't winning anything with him. He was not the best player. I mean, he was the best player on their team, and they weren't uh, they weren't getting over the hump. So I think getting Kawhi Leonard is a big plus for Toronto. Now, here's what I will say. I think, I think the Spurs did okay. Um, I think uh, Pop will do wonders with DeRozan. He's kind of a one-dimensional player. I think he's kind of a, in my mind, when I think of DeMar DeRozan, I think of a souped-up, like, Rudy Gay type player. Uh, maybe a little bit better scorer than Rudy Gay was in his prime, but um, I think DeMar will be fine with the Spurs. Um, if Now, this is where the trade could could shift back towards the Spurs. If Kawhi decides he doesn't really want to be on the Toronto Raptors, I could see him, you know, feigning an injury. I mean, that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I could see him not playing in every game, obviously, or even playing half the season just because he knows he's going to get a max deal from the team he wants in the offseason. So I would say today I feel better about it uh, on the Toronto Raptors side, but I could definitely see at the end of the season saying, Spurs won the deal, and that's where I'm at today. So definitively, are the Raptors better next year? I think, I think so. If if, if Kawhi if, Leonard if Kawhi plays, plays, especially with Danny Green, that three and D yeah. guy that everyone needs. Yeah, that, that I, I we're gonna get into this later. Uh, we have a Twitter talk question with Eastern Conference standings from our Twitter followers, but I definitely see them. I didn't really have them above the Pacers before the trade. Obviously, they had a great year last year, but I think this pretty much if Kawhi plays and he's healthy. I think this no doubt jumps them, at least in the standings over the Pacers. How many games does Kawhi have to play for you guys to consider this like a, a big-time win for Toronto? I don't he's think that really matters in the regular games. season. He's got to play enough to obviously get them a top-four playoff spot, but as long as he plays in the playoffs, I mean, it's a win. Let's say Kawhi decides not to play 
75% of the season. He's quote-unquote hurt. Let's just say, I mean, I think that's, that's feasible. That's 100% a loss. I think yeah. that's feasible. He lost to Roger Rosen, and Kawhi's not even there to replace him. Right. That's 100% a loss. So let's say he's Kyle plays 70 games. If he doesn't play 75% of the games, they're not making a playoff spot. Exactly my point. Best, so he's Ex- got to play. And do, you think, enough. do you think Kawhi cares about Toronto at all? I mean, he has no allegiance to the Toronto Raptors. Sure, they traded for him, but he knows he's getting a max deal at the end of the year no matter what. Did you guys see that T-Mac message he sent welcoming in Toronto? I didn't see that. It was basically just a plea to play, basically. T-Mac just from his heart saying how much Toronto's great and how much it's meant to him. And he should definitely play. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens with that. Um, I think those grades remain to be seen. Is Kawhi Leonard the best Toronto Raptor ever? Or is Vince Carter, T-Mac better? I think Chris Bosh is ahead of T-Mac. You can't be the best if you haven't played a game yet. Sorry, that's just I, I think, that's how it goes. I like personally think LeBron's Vince Carter. Player, he hasn't played a game yet. I would, I would go, I would go Vince, Vince Carter. as well. And then probably Chris Bosh and then T-Mac. I would put DeRozan up there before Bosh. Really? Not better player-wise, but I think bigger impact. Well, I mean, I, I think I disagree because I think Bosh, he was kind of the first guy that got those guys to the playoffs. I mean, it had been a long time. Bosh comes in. He's... Definitely their best player. They get to the playoffs. Sure, he left them, but at the same time, you know, DeMar's led them to, you know, several high-seeded teams, but he's never got them over the hump. So So that's just my opinion. Let's go ahead and wrap that one up. Uh, It's to be determined. We'll see what happens. See how many games he plays, and obviously, if he plays in, like you said, less than uh, less than seventy-five percent of the games, or whatever you had the hypothetical was, they won't make the playoffs this season. So, all right, so let's just go ahead and dive right into it. So we've uh, named this as our free agency roundup podcast. Obviously, we still have maybe a couple more weeks to go. There's still some big names that still need to sign, possibly some more trades. But we're going to go and ask, as of right now, so my first question to you guys is, which team do you guys think had the best offseason? Okay, I think, uh, obviously, the Lakers um, had the best offseason. They attained the best player in the NBA in LeBron. Um, obviously, with Rajon Rondo and uh, Lance Stevenson, I think they got some veteran leadership uh, probably off the bench. The one thing I, I didn't like, obviously, they added JaVale McGee as well, but the one thing I, I'm not sure about is that point guard position. Lonzo and Rondo, somebody's going to start, someone's going to come off the bench. Neither one is going to provide that, that shooting ability that they really need to um, spread the defense. LeBron's going to be the primary ball handler. Uh, so they still have some question marks, but anytime you can get the best player in the NBA, I think you got to do it. And so the Lakers won the offseason to me. I think a runner-up, um, I, I like the Pacers, but I think Hawk's going to hit on the Pacers. So the Warriors um, the Warriors getting Cousins on that cheap deal, it's almost not even fair. And the fact that they were able to still sign Kevin Durant to that, to that deal is going to be huge as well. So before you go, Hawk, actually, here's my question. So you just described the Warriors and them signing DeMarcus Cousins. So obviously I think we can all agree that this NBA season is pretty much wrapped up. So in your guys' picks here for best and worst offseason, are you picking it based on this season or are you picking it based on, you know, the next two or three seasons based on what these teams have done? Um, I'm picking it on this season, and I can't let Chris skate by again. He forgot to record. We already talked about all this. Now I'm trying to rattle my brain and think about what I was going to say, but I have no freaking idea. I feel like the first time I said Lakers, it was actually better. So you had a lot more input, and I, I was know. falling. This time I just zoned you out. It's just, yeah, I just know it's, you picked the Lakers. It's tough, yeah. I'm going to pick the Pacers again, and uh, I think those guys they signed, their draft picks look promising so far. I think they're off. They've retained Thad Young. That's always a big thing that we can't forget. I mean, the loss of Lance Stevenson's immeasurable, but I think they've more than made up for it with potential and like 
what they can do on the floor as far as Tyreek Evans can drive and score. We got a shooter in Doug McDermott. I think that offseason just speaks for itself. I'm not going to give it to the Warriors because they're going to win the postseason and probably the regular season. I mean, they might just coast, but so no so titles, no offseason titles. No offseason titles. How do you? Titles how do you really? They're only going to get regular season. How do you really titles. win the offseason if you've already won three out of four titles and you just add? I mean, you can't. That's just. Well, well you sign like the best center in the league for yeah. the league minimum. I mean, what do you that's want? You do. I, mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of a cheat code, so yeah. I'm not giving it to him. He's not even going to be able to afford rent. Sure. And, and, you know, and we just found out the Pacers got a new PR guy. I think that's huge for their offseason. That's Bill true. Out. So some guy named Rock, Rockwood or whatever is in. So I think for me it's the Pacers. This is a Pacers podcast. I'm going to appeal to the crowd this thing. The, the Pacers sure. win. All right, so following up on that best offseason, now I want you guys to give me the team that you think that had the worst offseason. Uh, you know, I think there's kind of two teams, obviously, that uh, didn't quite – you know, measure up from what we thought that they would do in the offseason. I think the Rockets, there's major question marks. Uh, they still, at this point, they have not brought back Clint Capella. Uh, they did not, uh, They did not. you know, they were not able to sign LeBron James like some people and thought. they're talking about adding Carmelo. Which yeah, I don't you, think if really you add Carmelo, that's a big negative to your score. Take out Trevor Reza and add Carmelo, that's terrible. Yeah, I mean, what do you they want? They haven't officially added him yet, though. They haven't know, officially but added him, but... I mean, I've heard more smoke about Carmelo going to Houston than I have really Capella re-signing. It seems like there there's some sort of um, impasse uh, over you know what Capella is going to sign for. So they got to get Capella under contract. And I really don't like the Chris Paul uh, four-year, 160 million dollar deal. Are you kidding me? I mean, he's already slowing down. Sure, he's going to be good year one, year two, but year three and four, that's going to be dead money. So I think the Rockets, uh, they haven't you know gotten better they've gotten worse whereas the lakers and warriors have both obviously gotten exponentially better um and then my last team that i think has lost the uh off season one team yeah I, well i am Apparently, because yeah. because i'm i've got the mic right now so that's that's <laughs> okay, the best part about it um i don't really like what the spurs have done either I, they lost Kyrie. they got demar Derozan. yippee kaye i mean that's obviously they lost Kyrie. Kyrie was on there <laughs> Kyrie was on the spurs <laughs> Well, if Kyrie's on the Spurs, you said Kyrie, you meant Kawhi. Yeah, I meant Kyrie. Kawhi. I wrote down Kyrie as well, so I don't know what my head was, what my head was doing. But uh, yeah, they lost Ka- uh, Kawhi. Podcast. Exactly. Uh, they lost Kawhi, which is obviously one of the top five players in the league. Um, and now they went from being able to compete to probably not, unless Pop can really do some damage. So I would say the Rockets and Spurs, with the West getting better, they're getting worse. That's kind of a negative in my book. The team that got worse for me is. Undoubtedly, the Cavs. I mean, they haven't done good choice. Have they done anything? Well, I mean, you, no. They, they lost LeBron. They got Channing Fry. Well, they're they're <laughs> one step Channing closer Frye. to the number one overall pick. So I mean, you got to do something. You can't just hope Colin Sexton's going to come in and take <coughs> LeBron James' stats and minutes. That's not just going to happen out of nowhere. I mean, you got to shred some contracts. You got to get some future stuff. I mean, yeah, I don't know what they're doing. I think I read that their GM said that they just want to try to compete this year. Okay. So they're going to try well, to get hey. the. You let Jr. be Jr. I think we yeah. all agree on that. Those Cleveland tickets are going to go way down in price. I mean, at best case scenario, they're an eight seed this year. Yeah, best that's case. very obtainable too. I yeah. don't think that's out of the question. They could do that. I think they need to start. They're going to have they're to start. By the, that'll be a fun series. Exactly. Get swept by the they're they're actually going to have to pay fans to actually go to Quicken Loans Arena this year. I think. Yeah. All right. So uh, moving on, we're going to do best and worst contract. I want you guys to rank three of them. So we'll start off with best contracts. 
So go ahead and give me, it doesn't have to be in any order. It can be in an order if you wanted to, just please address it. So just give me three of your worst contracts so far of the off season. All right, can we do one at a time? Because I like that better. Going All right, so you want to do one, he does yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah we I'll can I'll start do that. this. This is like a pogo stick, back and forth, <laughs> up and down. Best contracts, my first pick, I'm going to say Julius Randle to the Pelicans. I think what he got, what was it, around $9 million? I think it was. For two, two years? Two year, $18 million. And we both said like 15 to 18 yeah. anywhere possible. And he got I remember nine. our intern Dan said that yeah. he, he said Don't $9 million and we all were giving him crap. We were like, no way that's going to so happen. So maybe intern Dan and has a lot later, more And later he signed for that. So that was pretty funny. I will say that. But I think that is a very good value, especially you lose Cousins. And you get a guy that he's not going to give you Cousins numbers by any means, but for $9 million, I think he's a good, suitable replacement. Not the best, but, I mean, he's going to do what he does. And for $9 million, I think he's on my number one best contracts. I love it. Um, my number one best contract, I'm cheating here. I'm going LeBron James. He signed a four-year, $154 million deal. I, this is completely cheating because, literally, if this was in the open market like it is in baseball, what do you think LeBron would get? I mean, he would, he would be able to pretty much name his number because he just brings such a mystique and such, you know, so much publicity to the, his NBA team. It doesn't matter. He could go play for the Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento Kings are, are going to make a ton more money. They'd be the five seed. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. And so that's what LeBron brings. So LeBron James, four years, $154 million. That's huge. Even though he's going to the West, I still would not count him out just because he's simply done so much with less. It's incredible. So LeBron James, you know, to the Lakers, four years, $154 million. Ink that best contract. He's definitely going to way surpass that amount of money, and uh, I love it. All right, round two, go. Round two. I'm gonna. Are we doing snake? Yes. Okay, so you get to go again. Oh, snake. Um, I'm not gonna cheat as much. My other guy. I don't think you're gonna pick him. Um, I'm gonna go Alfred Payton. One year, uh, just over two million dollars, I believe, with the New Orleans Pelicans. So your number one pick, who I would I would have taken Julius Randle with this pick, but um, they got Julius Randle and Alfred Payton. Um, Payton has shown a lot of promise. He was a former, you know, a lottery pick. Um, I really like what he's able to do, um, and I'm assuming he's just going to take over that backup point guard position. And I really like what the Pelicans have done this offseason. So that's huge. My number two pick. I'm going to cheat here, too. I'm going to go, if you get DeMarcus Cousins for the minimum, I don't care how many games he plays. Book that should it. have been number one on book it. I know, that's a great second round yeah. steal. I just got Draymond Green in the late second round. Who? I'm just saying, like, hypothetically compared to the he draft. He picked DeMarcus's contract. DeMarcus Cousins. Even yeah, I, yeah, but he also said... <laughs> He also said Draymond Green. He got Draymond Side Green. note, I just heard somebody playing our podcast in the crowd. I love it. Ooh. I love it. The crowd's getting pretty crazy <laughs> here. All right, keep on. All right, so DeMarcus Cousins for the vet minimum. I think that is a great second-round pick by me. Similar to the Warriors picking Draymond in the second is what I meant. Yeah. All right, last round, best contracts, round three. Shoot, I'm going again. Snake yep. drafted um, you, Hawk. Come you on, you put me in the spot. Let's go. <laughs> no, I forgot. Uh, this is a guy I don't even care about, but I just want to throw him in there because I, I think I'm going to win this. If I get this. I'm going to say Isaiah Thomas for the minimum. I mean, he's going to come in for Denver and probably be – That's he just accepts, You know, that's just nuts. Mr. Brinks trucks himself. If he accepts that second role, yeah. I, for the value, that's unbelievable. And if he gives you anything over seven points for the minimum, which I feel like he could, that's just crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely nuts. That's like a million dollars a footy is tall. 
I mean, that's crazy. No, yeah, Isaiah Thomas, that's a great deal. Um, my last pick is going to be Devin Booker. I love that contract. Five years, $158 million. The dude is going to be 22 years old at the start of this season, and he's just gotten exponentially better every single year. Um, he can play inside, he can play outside. He, he's just he's going to be a star in the league if the Phoenix Suns can ever figure it out. Um, from not last year, last year he averaged 24 points, 4.7 assists, and 4.5 rebounds. Um, and he's just going to get better. The year previous, he only scored 22 points, 3.4 assists, and 3.2 rebounds. So he just keeps getting better. Um, he's that young star that the Phoenix Suns needed. They're adding eight into that mix. I really like what they've done as well. I don't really love the Trevor Reza contract. I think we let him skate a little bit on that. That might come up in bad contracts. That might come up on bad contracts. But, but it is a you said a Reza. Yeah, a Reza. Yeah, it's only a one-year deal. It's only a one-year deal. I still don't see the fit, but Trevor Booker – or sorry, um, Devin Booker is just exponentially, he's going to get better. I would look for him to average almost 27 to 28 points this year. I, I just see so much stardom with that guy. He's only going to be 22. I think that's insane. So he's a fantasy pickup for sure for you. Yeah, yeah, don't remember that during our fantasy draft. Yeah, I'm really going to be into Devin Booker. All right, so let's go now to worst contracts. Let's not spend as much time on this last. So let's just kind of do it, you know, it's the second round, you know, you got less time on the clock. So, worst contract, we'll do the same thing. Hawk, you start it. Who do you got? We'll do snake draft again. Okay, I'm going to start it, like you said. And I'm going to pick Jabari Parker for the Bulls for $20 million. That team option second year, that really Damn helps. You. That makes it a better contract. But a guy with two torn ACLs, you're going to get $20 million to? Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. Number one pick, Jabari Parker. Yeah, okay, That's that would have been my number one. Uh, but number two for me, the second worst contract, I think I'm actually going to go Chris Paul because I get two back-to-back, so I'm just going to – Chris or So your first one's Jabari, and now you're going Chris Paul. I'm going Chris Paul. You right. know, I think four-year, 160 mil. I'm not going to talk a long time about this. I think Chris Paul for next year and maybe the year after, he will definitely be a max player. I think the last two years – the Rockets are not going to be able to trade that contract. That's going to be a crazy number on their salary cap, and I just don't see it. And they haven't gotten better this offseason, so I don't see how they compete with the Warriors. I just kind of view that as kind of a bullcrap contract. I mean, it's Chris Paul, great job, but he's getting older. I'm not sure he's going to be able to produce those last two years of that deal. It's going to be like $40 million a year. That's crazy. Uh, my second, since it's a snake draft, I'm going to go Aaron Gordon, uh, four years at 84 mil. I just don't think he's a $20 million a year player. That's just Thank God the Pacers didn't Yes, me personally. I was getting scared when the Pacers were rumored to be on him. I just don't think he's going to be able to grow. His He shoots way too many pull-up jump shots. I think he, he only shot like 29% on pull-up jump shots, but he kept shooting them. And uh, he's just one of those guys. There's the, the potential's there, but once he loses that athleticism, he does not have the skills to really be a viable scoring option, especially for a playoff team. So I'll go with Aaron Gordon. I like him. He's electric. Um, but once he loses that athleticism, kind of like what Blake Griffin – Blake Griffin had to reinvent his game. Aaron Gordon, I'm not sure he can do the same thing as Blake Griffin. Once he's not above the rim, I'm not sure he's going to be as viable for his team, which is he's going to be the Orlando Magic. Too, with the Magic. I don't hold too much of that against him. Yeah. So I guess do they go to Disneyland more. every day. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? All right, Hawk, who you got? Uh, my second pick, I'm going to say Mavs DeAndre for $24 million. I just think adding him to that team when you're still playing Dirk and you got a young Dennis Smith. and I mean, who else do they even have? I'm forgetting some people. Uh, Luca. Luca. Luca, you're right. 
But I, I, just, I like the DeAndre deal. It's a one-year deal. You don't. It's a one-year deal. Lucky. Yeah, but like you're for not, next year, you're not adding anything of value in the future. You don't know. You know, you know why? Value. Because they want to sign Miles Turner next year on when he's restricted. That's true. So it's an even worse deal. So I, I'm double stamping that DeAndre Jordan worst deal number two pick. Okay. Um, so this is my last pick. I have two guys written down. Um, I guess you can only I'm. Pick one. I, I can only pick one. Even though uh, I guess Dante Exum, three years, uh, thirty-three that's million. Terrible, that's a terrible. Eleven million dollars a year for a guy that, that can't should be stay number healthy. One. I mean, you I, guys it's, complain about Jabari. It should that be. Is the worst. But I've actually watched Exum, and I actually like his game. He's young. He's 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 a he's going to be able to defend the point guard position. He's really good against pick and rolls. I think if his offensive game is getting better, but he can't stay healthy. I don't like eleven million dollars a year. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and pass the Hawks, and we'll see if he takes this other guy that I kind of had start. If not, right, I'll mention yeah, him. Yeah, trying to look over there and cheat. Wrap yep. it up, Hawks. You got as the last. I'm just going to throw Reza in there, just because with, with the Suns, it's kind of similar to the DeAndre thing I was saying. It's for one year, which maybe is a good team deal, but it doesn't make you any better for the future. It's not a young prospect. It's nothing like concrete. You're not going to win the West. You're not even going to be close. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me to sign Reza for 15 million. My last guy was Kyle Anderson. I like the player. Four years, $37.2 million deal. Uh, I just think Jaron Jackson's going to just completely obliterate his playing time. I don't really like it. I guess Jackson could play the four, but I think he's the next like star of the Memphis Grizzlies. I kind of think that signing is redundant with their draft pick. All right, so we'll uh, see what happens with those. I'm sure come next season, if we have more followers, you guys will be criticized if one of these players really works out and then one of your best contracts absolutely just drops off the face of the earth. So we'll see what happens. Uh, last couple of questions here, and we'll wrap it up the first segment. First question, which free agents are you guys surprised uh, haven't signed yet with a team? I think the obvious answer in my mind before you guys get into it is uh, Smart and Capella. I assume you guys will think the same. Maybe there's another play out there that I don't know of, but go ahead and dive into that. <laughs> Way to steal the steal Way to steal Yeah, the I mean, what the hell? Capella got offered, what, four years, $85 million? And that's that a lot it? of money. And he declined it? Is that correct? I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's crazy. And the fact that the Kings haven't even – th- I've heard the Kings were going to af- offer Smart with that $20 million they have. They're going to – I'd probably see it around 15 they were going to offer and then push the Celtics. And that hasn't happened yet, which is kind of surprising. When they I, just missed out. I did think I read today that like the Celtics were prepared to offer Smart like a crazy deal. So and then Dwayne Wade hasn't signed yet either, right? That is true, yeah. I like, mean, I feel like he's just going to go back to Miami for the league. What are they even waiting on? He's just and he might getting, even still retire. Yeah, true. And then Melo, I guess, is a little surprising, but I think he's just a name at this point. I don't. I wouldn't. Want well, he's not actually team. bought out yet, so he really can't even. He doesn't hold any of the cards until he actually is released from his contract with Thunder. So. Yeah, I mean, I think like Chris hit on, Hawk hit on. I think Smart's a guy that. I mean, I mean, we were talking about I him thought, going for between 15, 20, I, Bill. I really thought the Pacers were going to make a play on him instead of Tyreek Evans. I really did. I just thought he had that blue-collar attitude. We love his fans. Um, so I am absolutely shocked that Smart is not you know, under contracts with someone yet. Um, but Capella, that's obviously the other guy. Um, I think he will end up with the Rockets. The Rockets have to sign him. I mean, if they do not sign him, they, they basically wasted the Chris Paul contract and they're wasting, you know, the prime years of James Harden because they have to have that other threat. They let Ariza go. I think the Rockets have to sign Capella. I'm absolutely shocked that he is not under contract with the Rockets quite yet. And if I was another team, I would try to push that number up because the Rockets are really under some salary cap problems and they're going to have to pay some tax. And so 
so make it hurt. I, I don't know why the Sacramento Kings don't make it hurt. I think it's because people see that the Sacramento Kings are going to offer a contract. They just laugh because yeah. they know the free agent's Absolutely. not going to sign that deal. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm shocked that Capella has not signed a deal with the Rockets yet. Yeah. All right, so last question, uh, and this is going actually into next free agency period. Who do you guys think, and this is just real quick, uh, is the most realistic 2019 Pacers free agent target? You guys guess this now. You win a prize next offseason. Jake, you want to take this or you want me to take this? I'm going to say Jimmy Butler. Just because I feel Yeah, you got to get that one out of the way first. I'm looking up free agents of 2019 currently on my phone because I can't remember them all. Clay Thompson. That That's my pick. Shut up. Go ahead. Clay Thompson, free agent. I, I don't know. I feel like he just command pay, a we lot. We could pay up. Yeah. He's not coming to Indiana, though. Yeah, see, that doesn't seem realistic to me. And it would also come up with the dilemma. You have Ol- the Oladipo and Thompson. Yeah. Who's going to play? Like, hey, put Thompson in the small forward. I still have to talk about this. I'm going to. I'm going to persuade I, you guys that Clay Thompson could end up. You being don't have to persuade us. I like it. Let's hear all about. We're it. not going to be mad. Okay, here's why I think Clay Thompson makes a lot of sense for the Pacers. Number one. The Pacers love shooters. I, sure, he probably wants to stay on the West Coast. That's where his whole life has been. But I think it would make a lot of sense for him to go. He, he would be an automatic Eastern Conference All-Star if he came to the Pacers. The Pacers love the shooter. I think Victor Oladipo could easily Not slip. just, did you say you said an All-Star? He would be a starter. He'd be a starter on these, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Oladipo could easily slide to point because guess what? Like I've said several times on the podcast, positions one, two, and three mean nothing in the NBA. So I, I could easily see him being that spot-up guy. He would have such a huge role for the Pacers. I think Jimmy Butler makes the most sense since he's already been in the Midwest. He, he doesn't seem like, and Minnesota, I mean, he's which is pretty much the Midwest. I, I could see him wanting to be an Indiana Pacer because we could offer him an opportunity to win, but I think Klay Thompson makes a ton of sense. He checks off a lot of the boxes that we look for in a player. He's blue-collar. He doesn't have to be the star, but with the Pacers, he would be because Indiana loves shooters and he can defend his butt off I think he'd be a perfect fit for the Pacers. They would just have to offer him a huge amount of money uh, to come to the Midwest since he's pretty much been a West Coast guy his whole life. Yeah. What about Kemba Walker, too? He's been rumored a, a possible Pacer forever. hate him. You no, hate I'm him, but I, mean, I, I like him. him. Yeah, I could see it. I, I, I just don't think he fits well with Vic. I like him as a player. He's done a lot for the, for the Hornets, but... I don't love the fit with Vic. That's what it comes down to. I think you got to find the fit for Vic, and I think Clay Thompson and Jimmy Butler fit perfectly. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, I'll take both of them. All right. So you guys, anything, you guys have anything else to add to that? Um, I think we pretty much covered. I mean, it. hopefully Jeremy Lin. Maybe we'll get yeah, Jeremy yeah. <laughs> Let's hope not. I think he just got traded. Where did he get traded? Atlanta. He went to Atlanta. Ooh, so they're still trying to ship out. They're Dennis still trying Schreder. to get that number one next yeah. pick next year. And nobody wants him. So Pacer P wants Dennis, that's for sure. So, all right, that will wrap up our first segment, free agency roundup. Uh, you guys send us in what you guys think, who had the best offseason, worst offseason, maybe even the best and worst contract. Let us know, and uh, we'll let you, let you guys know what we think. But we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to actually talk to uh, one of the guys at the Coterie about one of their upcoming events coming at the beginning of August. You guys should go check it out. Uh, So we'll go to a quick break, talk to him, and then we'll be back with our next segment, which goes over Twitter talk. We're going over your guys' predictions of the Eastern Conference standings for the upcoming season. So we'll be right back. 
All right, we are sitting here with Riley from the Coterie, the best bartender here, might I add. A.K.A. Garçon. A.K.A. Garçon. Doesn't get better than Riley. And we're here to talk to him about the upcoming event that the Coterie is putting on in downtown Kokomo called Brews on Buckeye. It is coming up on August 4th. So, uh, Riley, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners what Brews on Buckeye is and what they can expect if they're to come to uh, So, come basically, we're... Uh, just going to be having a bunch of breweries, a bunch of distilleries, and food vendors all uh, showing up on Buckeye Street, right uh, right across from Oscars and Tin Man. Uh, it's going to be, like you said, on August 4th, 2018, this year. Uh, VIP, you can get in at 5, which is an hour early, and uh, General Mission gets in at 6, because that's an hour later than 5. Uh, it goes till 10, and this is like the fifth year that we've been doing it. And every year's a really good show up. Uh, it, it can kind of turn into a shit show, but in a good way. I've been there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you, you know, I know how it is, yeah. Is there going to be live your... music or anything? There will be live music. Love live music. Um, Action Jackson, the DJ, Main Street Skate Park guys. Um, there will be a bunch of music. We're uh, A lot of us still to be determined. Um, we're still hearing back from a lot of breweries and distilleries and artists that will be showing up. Um, so nothing's set, but... Uh, we definitely have a big turnout as far as the vendors go. What's and your drink of choice? When my drink of choice? When you're at Brews. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Whatever you get your hands on. I don't discriminate when I'm at Brews. Yeah. Well, last year when I went, it was it was a party. It was a great time. And you just pretty much walk up and say, here's my you know band or whatever it is at that you know yeah. that year and say, I want this. And then you get your beer and you just go. And I mean, that's in, it. You get in the front gate and it's basically a free-for-all. Yeah. Uh, we do offer $10 tickets and unlimited uh, non-alcoholic drinks to designated drivers. So don't drink and drive. Uh, that's, I love that's it. bad stuff. How much are tickets to just attend? Uh, for, uh, like I said, the um, ED tickets are 10. Yeah. VIP is 50. And general admission is 30. Okay. Uh, what if we, I... We just recently put them on sale uh, and they usually sell out online. So you can get them at Eventbrite. Just go to the page on Facebook. What if I say I'm a DD and I buy a ten dollar ticket to show up? <laughs> we do have police officers there that, that are. You will be arrested and canned. Yeah. You will be tarred and feathered. Right. Well, I I know that that's like a great event. I know a lot of people around Kokomo and surrounding areas come. It's like a cool like hangout, really. I mean, you're just hanging out, just having a brew, just talking and. Maybe a little sport, or like sports talks. I don't Ooh. know. I mean, what, I mean, what are we going to do? Talk about whatever you want. I mean, he's going to say. Well, like I said, say no. nothing's set in stone. There you go. And not just brews on Buckeye. Whenever you're in downtown Cocoa, make sure you come up to the Coterie. It's an upstairs bar here down on the square. Bar none, the best. The you got to get an escalator. In the best an escalator would be very beneficial. They have penny, to they have penny pine, pine events. They have uh, uh, trivia Tuesdays. They don't have Whiskey Wednesdays. We promoted that, but they don't have Whiskey Wednesdays. That's but on Thursdays. It's sounding it's, good, it's, though. It's Thursday. It is. It's sounding good. should switch Thursday we're, and Wednesday. We're, we're not doing the alliteration thing anymore. It is $5 mixed drinks on Wednesday, so that's still a good deal. And $5 burgers. And they have Mario Kart. So. Mario Kart. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to play Mario Kart? $5 drinks, Mario Kart. I mean, what more could you want in life? Yeah. So, I, don't I don't know. know. Vagabonds. I don't know. <laughs> that's it. So. Just a reminder, Brews on Buckeye coming up August 4th. Get your tickets online now. You can go to the Coterie's Facebook page or just show up and buy your tickets there. So thanks, Riley, for letting us record here tonight. And we hope you guys get a good turnout coming up at the beginning of August. We'll see you then. All right, so uh, we're going to get through this. Pretty quick. This is pretty quick. Yeah. Yep. So uh, we have a Twitter talk question. 
that we posted to you guys. Um, we actually asked this last week, but we uh, everybody that replied to us, we gave them a second chance. These are the people that replied today. These are post Kawhi Leonard Eastern Conference standings. Predictions from some of our fans, uh, followers out there. I'm not going to go through everybody's predictions uh, because that would absolutely take way too long, but I'm going to shout out to everybody who sent us something. Um, so shout out to at uh, Sobro Pacers fan, at Boilers3212, at Joey Verege, uh, at Pacers Pritch. So. Maybe another Pritchard burner account yeah. there. Oh my god. That we might be too obvious one. to be a burner, yeah. but at Dewan eight underscore my favorite fan right there, Dewan. Right Dewan, he is definitely C mine too. One three three one. Um, so biggest takeaways, and I'm just gonna kinda summarize some of my takeaways from what you guys said, and you guys can chime in what you think. The majority of people, let's just say first off, the majority of the people besides Craig have the Celtics as the number one seed. Uh, Craig has the Raptors. So what do you guys think about those uh, first seed predictions right there? Fully healthy, I think it's the Celtics all day. Kawhi Leonard's a generational player, but we're not even 100% sure if he's going to play. Putting him at the number one seed is a little premature, especially with Hayward coming back healthy. They didn't even have him last year. And uh, they got the one seed, so they're going to be a great team. It's the Celtics all day, healthy. Yeah, I think the Celtics are definitely my number one seed. Um, this is—I don't even know if it depends if they're healthy, because quite frankly, they yeah, dominated even year, so when they were right. without two of their best players. I mean, they didn't have Kyrie, they didn't have Gordon Hayward. Uh, so I think if even one of those guys got hurt, I think in this Eastern Conference without LeBron James, I think no matter what, I think the Celtics will be the number one seed unless they literally just don't care and they just rest people just to rest people, which I could see them doing with Kyrie and maybe even Gordon Hayward. I, I don't know, but I think they want those guys to play as many games as possible, obviously. So I would definitely say Celtics are my number one seed as well. Um, another big takeaway uh, was actually Boilers, 3-2-1-2. He does not have the Raptors in his top eight. So what do you guys think about uh, that prediction right there? Love Obviously, it. if Kawhi plays, it's very bad prediction. But If you're going you to take a flyer, you might as well. I mean, maybe they'll just lose every game somehow. Like, you never know. Like, every game's random to an extent. Um, hey, uh, but you just never know. I I mean, personally, the Raptors, uh, the Raptors are the Raptors. Are they ever going to get to the finals? I doubt it. So leaving him out is no big deal to me. Who cares? I still think even with Kawhi, I just don't see him beating it, the Celtics. I mean, they got a better version of DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. A, a much better, I will say. But they, they on both necessarily the gain another player. More specifically I mean, on the defensive end. I'm not sold. I'm not sold on Kawhi yeah. playing a, a ton of games. It's a new coach. Uh, that factors into it a little bit. I don't know how much stock you put into that, but it is a factor to extent, I think. Yeah, I think um, I think the majority of the people pretty much have the Sixers. I think the Raptors are that team. I could see the Raptors being the two seed, and I could see the Raptors not making the playoffs. If if Kawhi plays, two seed, sure. I mean, are they better than the Pacers? I'm not really too sure. I think Kawhi is obviously he would be the best player on the Pacers. Definitely. So Boilers knows something is what you're saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, honestly, if I had to pick one of those top four consensus teams, the Celtics, the Raptors, uh, the Sixers, and the Pacers, if I had to pick one team not to make the playoffs, I would pick the Raptors because if Kawhi doesn't play – they're a steaming pile of dogs. Yeah, you're going to ask Kyrie. Uh, sorry, I almost said Kyrie again. What the heck's going on with me and Kyrie? I'm just obsessed. But, no, uh, Kyle Lowry, I, I don't see him being able to be the best player on a playoff team. 
I think I think Kimba's better than Kyle Lowry, and he doesn't always get his team to the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would kind of I kind really, of think that Toronto they need Kawhi to play. You can't really. You got to think of OG too. He's there. He's going to take that next step. And you know, hopefully, we, we talk about the uh, trade earlier today. Congrats to the Raptors for not having to get rid of OG in that trade. By the way, yeah, that's crazy. I that's a guy that I'm still pissed the Pacers didn't draft. Yes. By the way, whoa, whoa, whoa! We got TJ Leaf. Uh, yeah. Um, another uh, big takeaway that I've seen a lot of. Let's just talk more of the back end teams. Sarcasm. Uh, more of the <laughs> seven, eight teams. Some interesting in the ones that came up. The Pistons. A lot of people had them at seven or eight. And then, actually, a few ones that snuck in at Pacers Pritch, the uh, Pritchard Burner account, has the Hornets <laughs> at number eight. He was the only person that had the Hornets in the top uh, top eight, and then the Heat as well at, at eight. Do you guys see the Heat maybe finish? So, I have a few questions here. Do you see the Heat finishing maybe a little higher than that? What do you guys think about the Pistons coming up? And then also, do you think the Hornets have a shot? Because I, I don't see it for the Hornets. Especially. I don't see it from the Hornets either. I think the Knicks one fully healthier team that could maybe compete for that eighth seed, and they're not being mentioned here. And but, they have Fizdale, who I think is a hell of a coach. Yeah, and for the Heat, I think hell it's, of Heat's a, a no-brainer. Like, Heat's definitely, I think, a playoff team. I'd put them at seven or eight, no doubt. I mean, they didn't get necessarily better, but, I mean, Whiteside, they got Dragic, who was an all-star. They got just some – they just got what's-his-name. I can't even think of it. But, you know, the Heat are a team that is definitely going to be the eighth seed. Over the Hornets, no doubt. And I would even put the Knicks above the Hornets. I don't think the Hornets. You don't. You can't just tell me that Nick Batum and Kemba Walker are going to be the eighth seed. I don't believe it. No, I, I, I'm just kind of writing down as we go here. Just like gut feeling, um, I, I kind of see the Heat as like a six or seven seed. I actually, I mean, any team that has Eric Spolster as a coach, I think he's proven he's one of the best coaches in the league. Yeah, no doubt. And maybe, I mean, he's done it without LeBron. I'm not even, I'm not counting LeBron, the LeBron and James Even with years. LeBron, it's a whole other factor of coaching oh, and things ab- that you got to ab- take into consideration. Absolutely. I, I just, I think Spolstra and Pat Riley, they're going to have them around the six or seven seed. Um, I think the Bucks are kind of the wild card team. It, it, it all the can Gianna shoot from the outside? Because once no. he gets that outside shot, if he does, I mean, I could see them. They're dangerous. Well, Middleton was the second best player in that Celtics series, without a doubt. Definitely, Middleton's a freaking definitely. Animal, so I think, uh, I, I, I think the Pistons could be okay. I really don't buy into the Hornets. I just don't see Kimba as the guy that's able to take them over, you know, over the edge and getting them to the playoffs. Can you name the Hornets' starting five? Kimba, Kimba, Malik, Batum. Monk. Malik, Malik no, injured, I don't right? even think you can count he got Malik. Injured in summer they league, traded the white. Who they traded white for? I can't even remember. They just box of socks him basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they traded him for a box of socks. Oh, Sorry, Zeller, that's a little Kaminsky, friend talk. One of those white guys has to start. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Yeah. Marvin Michael, Williams. MKG at the small forward. Marvin Williams at the four. So yeah, he, they're not. Five is committed. No, team, yo, come on, Pacers, Pritch. You're better. They're than not that. a You're team. better than them. I'm sorry. Right. Okay. The I other, actually like the Knicks better than them. I really do. I'm saying. I, I do. The Knicks have a better shot at the eighth seed than the Hornets. Two, two more takeaways from this is uh, actually another Boilers three two one two. <laughs> He's just going all out there. By the way, he has the magic. The Orlando Magic is the AC. He also has the Cavs in there as well. And the Cavs. So he has what the Cavs the, 7. What, the what have I missed with the Magic? Nothing. You've missed nothing. They re-signed Aaron Gordon. Their point so who does he have missing other than the Raptors? Like, come on, Boilers. You're better than that. Maybe he's not. Who does? He might be He might be Nostradamus. I don't know. He might be right. <laughs> 
Well, okay, so he has the Magic and Cavs in, the Raptors out. Who's the other team, the other consensus team, like the Pistons? I don't know if they're like a consensus in. I actually like what I he actually. Have the heat. Let me give you a team I, I really like. I like what they're doing, sort of. I don't kind, say the Nets. Do not no, say the Nets. No, 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 no. I kind of like what the Bulls are doing. But to an extent. Short-term deals, I don't mind. Short-term deals. Jabari. Kind of like what the Pacers are doing. What? Kind of like the Pacers have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying to build They're without They're putting competent rebuilding. players around. The, the Lord I Martin love. Really good. I love Wendell. Oh, my God. I love Wendell. I love uh, Laurie Markinen. He was first-team um, summer league. Yeah, I'm a little bit leery of putting Jabari in at the three spot. Levine's going to slide into the two. Chris down at the one. I think in this week East, I just dropped my pin because I'm so excited, but I think they could be like an eight seed. So I think that's You the could team. tell me they'd be the eight seed or they get the number one pick next year, and I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> Anything could happen so in the exactly. East. It's a wild, yeah. wild East so this year. For the, I pulled up the Magic roster. I'm only going to name players that we obviously recognize. So they did get Steve Clifford from the Hornets, but, I mean, what has he done at best? A seven, it's a huge seven transaction. Uh, so they still have Aaron Aflalo, Augustine, uh, Bamba, Oh, I forgot about Bomba. Evan yeah. uh, Fournier, Aaron Gordon, Jerry and Grant, Isaac, Mozgov, Terrence Ross, Simmons, uh, Spades, and Vucevic. There's no way. They got Jonathan Isaac. That's who it is. There's no, no. way. I don't like Jonathan. Preach, preaching, maybe he'll, maybe he'll get it together. Do you think Jonathan, Jonathan Isaac's gonna figure it out? Maybe. I don't, it's too early to give up on him, but I mean, okay. Based on rookie year, no, I don't. Just I okay. Bet. Jonathan I Isaac, bet, no. Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba. I, mean, I think Mo Bamba's going to be good. Okay, so Vucevic in or out in the long-term plans? He's got to be out in the long-term plans. Why? Because they have Bamba. Okay, so you think Bamba. So, so do you think they trade Vucevic? Why do you in? draft Bamba? In five if years, if you Vucevic's tell me Mo Bamba should have went number one, I wouldn't have been surprised. I'd be like, yeah, I could see it. I could also see him just not panning out that way, but I'm just saying Mo Bamba. Isn't that the beauty of the draft? Yeah, I mean, is, if you would have told me, if you would have told me Jabari Parker is just gonna like slide to a new team after a few, like four years, I mean, it's just crazy. Remember when I the mean, Pacers drafted Kawhi Leonard? Shut up! God damn it! <laughs> Speaking of the Pacers, last part of this, uh, a lot of these guys had the Pacers finishing two or three. Then Pacers Pritch, of course, had them finishing the fifth seed. So, what do you guys think? Uh, just rough guesstimate, where do you think the Pacers finish up? Do you like two or three seed, or do you think five, like Pacers Pritch, is reasonable? Maybe eight. I don't know. What do you guys think? With the depth, I think you're going to be able to have Oladipo miss. What, he missed eight games last year, and they were 0-8. That's what Kevin Bowen told yeah. us. Love Kevin Bowen. <laughs> so I think with that, if they miss some games, you're going to – I think you win half those games with this current roster. So I think that this is a 50-win Pacers team. And I'm comfortable Dang. sliding them in at the two seed behind the Celtics. And I think it'll be within a game or two from the number three seed, Sixers or Raptors. I wouldn't be surprised either way. I think I, those are your top four, no doubt, though. Like, I'd be surprised if that was a different top four. What? So who's who's your – Celtics, Pacers, I'm going to go 76ers, and then Raptors at the four. Devil's advocate, could the Wizards move into that of top Of course four? they could. But, I mean, Dwight Howard is – He's an enigma in that I, he can yeah. be terrible for Damn you. Damn I forgot that. Or, cancer. but he's $5 million and he gives you a double-double every night. He'll be asleep and he'll give you a double-double. Like, it doesn't matter. So, it, it, it's 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 hard with the Wizards just because you don't really know if it's a good deal or not yet. you got to see how it works. But Bradley Beal, John Wall, I mean, they lost Gortat, but they got Dwight Howard. I mean, it could work in theory. 
it could work. It could work um, in theory. And Bradley Beal, he, I mean, he gets better every year too. So like, can we can we agree we'd be shocked if the Pacers were the one seed? Like that would yes. be shocking. Okay, yes. so we're all in like, agreement I'm, there. No, I'm picking them at number two, and I know that's lofty, and that's and, probably yeah, not going to happen. No, in my opinion, too, I agree, two or three. Two or three, so, no doubt. At it, worst, I think five, like Pacers purchased it. See, as a fan, though, I'm hoping two, three, or six. I don't want four or five. I want to see the yep. Celtics as late as possible. Yep. I think we all have the Celtics as our number one team in the East. Yep. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. If they're healthy. Right. And they could win 17 in a row again like they did last year. I think, I think teams... That's the beauty, and obviously you want to fight for the highest position, but let's be honest, that doesn't always happen. I mean, teams try to match up as the season goes later. I I think the Pacers need to be 2, 3, or 6. I don't want to be 4 or 5. I don't want to face the Celtics in the second round. Let's face them in the finals. Um, I think they could get to 2. I, I don't think I'm being like a Fairweather fan saying that by any means. I think they have the talent to get to 2. I do think the Sixers probably have overall more raw talent, but I'm not sure that plays in the playoffs. I've stated that several times. And so I think I, I would I would put us three. I would say Celtics, Sixers, Pacers, Raptors, and I would feel great about those four. Yep. Call me a homer, but I just get super pissed. Today I saw an ESPN Instagram. It was who's the best in the East, and they had Kawhi superimposed in a Toronto jersey. And they just totally left the Pacers out. Once Leave it again. to ESPN. We don't they ever always, listen to anything they say. They hey, always, ESPN. Just, everyone always sleeps on the Pacers. ESPN and that's is why the I love that chip on the shoulder. Besides Cincinnati, who is an affiliate. Sorry, Kevin Bowen. But the company ESPN. You know, If Woj wanted to come on the podcast, would you guys even want him? No, hell no. Give me Shams. Shams just left Hold Yahoo. On. I would want Did Woj. He? I would want Woj because I want to confront him because on the ESPYs, bid we've called it called him out for this he charged seven dollars and ten cents for shipping uh to come hang out with him for a day what is what he is shipping he? to you <laughs> i and think so, this is a great and it said estimated it said estimated delivery the 24th to the 27th so what you're telling me is Woj is going to show up in my mailbox i pay seven dollars seven dollars and it, it was expedited shipping i had to pay seven dollars for expedited shipping so I mean, okay, so if we're going to ring up that... It goes I think to a good cause, though, I'm assuming. So I'm I, not going to... I don't sure, care too much. Sure, But I think it's time to ring up that Freezing Cold t- Takes did reply to us. Yes. Yes. This is Big. a great time I'm to really talk about still, How I many followers? I got 176 or something 178, like that? 178. I think they actually gave it 1,000 because sure they tweeted at us. I'm not sure what they were calling us out for. It was for being the no cares guy. But still, whenever you get called out by Freezing Cold Takes, it's never a good thing because they're making fun of you. But at least you're getting called out. Any publicity, as we said is good publicity it's free publicity and we'll take it so yep. even though we got more likes on our reply back to them than they got on it so. that'll wrap this up thank you guys for coming in with your with uh, twitter talk questions we appreciate you giving us your standings predictions we're going to move on to our last segment here in just a minute I actually have a fun segment planned here. We are going to do Guess That Tweet. I'm going to read off five different tweets from some current Pacers players, and you two have to guess who tweeted those out. So you guys have absolutely no idea. I'm the only one who knows, and you have to guess who tweets it out. I hate not knowing. I hate knowing. This is just going to be a recurring segment because obviously there's a lot of stupid tweets out there, and we're going to keep it to five today just so we can keep them going. Josh Hader, shout Um, out. But we got five coming, and we'll be right back after this. 
right, we are back here. So with the final segment here today at the Coterie, once again, thank you to the guys at the Coterie for letting us record here. It's been a great night, and I think we're actually, we won't make this a regular Wednesday night, but we're going to actually record here probably quite often on Wednesday nights. Um, have a really good setup here. So at some point when we do announce it, you guys should come check us out here. So we had a decent amount of showings tonight, though, right? I was impressed, oh, yeah. actually. Yeah. My parents came. That's always cool. <laughs> I told my parents not to come, but I regret that yeah. decision. Because yeah. we actually had, like, what? Like, I mean, uh, several people come. I'd I mean, say it was 100, 150. Yeah, 150. Yeah. I mean, yeah. easy. Probably, I would say probably 120. Yeah. yeah. My parents came 30 minutes early, and yeah. my dad got a Coke. So I think it was a solid night <laughs> for was them awesome. out, uh, as a couple. Before we start this last segment, congratulations to uh, Sarah Van Devere at SM Vandy422. That's a tough name. And Eli Cathcart at the fourth Cathcart, they won the uh, poster giveaway. So uh, congratulations to them. We'll get those ship shipped out to you guys here soon. Um, so as I mentioned, the last segment here, we are going to do Guess That Tweet, which we're going to make a recurring thing around here. Um, so this is just going to be strictly Pacers players. I have picked out five different tweets. Uh, you guys have no idea who they're from. We didn't do any pre-show prep on this. Only I know who has tweeted these things. And you have to guess who tweeted them. So I don't care who answers first. Are these, like, current Pacers? These are current Pacers. Okay. All right. So okay. Uh, I totally missed that. Say that again. These are current Pacers players. <laughs> that tweeted this. That tweeted these things. Okay. So you have to guess who it was. I don't care who answers first. Hashtag no prep on oh, this. So we got to go quick. If it comes to your mind... Throw it out. First person to say it. If you say the right answer, you get it. So question number one, first tweet was, how many retweets for you to go to formal with me Victor Oladipo. at Kendall Jenner? This was tweeted out um, on March 11th of 2016. How about we go back to back with our guesses? Go ahead. 11th of 2016. I'm going to say Victor Oladipo. 2016, you think he was going to formal? Ah, oh, crap. That's your, that's your final guess. No, 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 no that's answer. not my final guess. No, wait, wait. I get a <laughs> guess before. Gave me I, I get right, a yeah, guess Yeah, I'll before. just say Victor, whatever, because I already said I, it. I'm going to go ahead. I will go with, shoot. I will go with Aaron Holiday. Aaron Holiday Hawk. I will give you a redemption answer. Redemption answer, 2016. It's got to be somebody young. They weren't in the NBA before 2016. I'm going to say it was TJ Leaf. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. That was my TJ second guess. Tweeted out. Let's go. On... March 11th, 2016, he asked Kendall Jenner if she would go to formal with him. And, and she, she said, ha, no. So Hell no. She did not reply. All right. Next tweet. Uh, it is. Like, like TJ Lee's jumper just wasn't there for formal. Oh. Next tweet. That's cold, People Jake. who always make time for you, even at the most random moments, greater sign, greater sign, greater sign, greater sign. <laughs> Graders. <laughs> How so many was that? I, I'm going. Obviously, this meant a lot to whomever tweeted this. So this seems. I follow this. this guy. This seems like something he would tweet. Miles Turner. This was tweeted out. Oh, damn this it, won't I help you at all. That. But it was tweeted out August 17th of 2017. I'm still going Miles Turner. He seems like the type of guy that cares about that. And that's completely wrong because he's already looking at Hawks. And they're on damn. the Pacers roster currently. That is correct. Eventually, we might branch out, but... I'm going to say Corey Joseph. You both are wrong. Okay. Well, do we get another guess, then? I think we I'll guess till we I'll get it. I'll give you both one more guess. Are you... No, no, no. So, I Miles see. and Corey have been guessed. 
I'm gonna say Thad Young as my second guess. We're gonna go Snake. We're snaking it. Okay. If, if if you had to pick somebody to put multiple greater signs, would you think it was an older player or a younger player? Younger, younger player. Okay, then Thad Young is not a good answer. Whoops. Can I change it? <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Victor Oladipo. Do I get to change my answer? No. <laughs> Victor Oladipo. The correct answer is EK. Uh, we uh, slid into the DMs of EK, yeah. like maybe he just like answers yeah, EK back. EK is very vulnerable. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to disrupt EK. Let's just. I didn't know we were going to bring him in. EK rest. Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to give you the date on this next tweet because I don't want you to get it easily. But this was tweeted out. Officially done with high school. This is crazy, man. Two exclamation points. <laughs> <laughs> that was really crazy for them. Officially done. So I'll repeat it again. I kind of want to go Jeff Foster. Done with high school. <laughs> this is crazy, man. So is this free agents included? This is anybody on the roster today. I'm gonna say Doug McDermott. All right. It's. I don't want to. Doug McDermott. Seems like a, a Doug McDermott tweet. <laughs> such a great guess. Like a, that's that was my initial reaction. I'm gonna go with. Man, it's like crazy for this guy. Like that's all right. I'm gonna sack up here. Let's just go with Tyreek Evans. That would have been really crazy, like ten years ago. Like, is, come on. Is that your final answers? Yes. Yeah, final I guess. Answers? Do we get answers. a second round guess at this? You are both wrong. I will give you one more guess each. God, Doug McDermott was such a great guess. Like that was like I thought I'll it was hundred percent. Repeat the tweet one more time. Officially done with high school. This is crazy, man. I'm trying to think when Twitter was like really. Well, this is like bullcrap though, because like I'm trying to think when like Twitter was like really popping. I'm trying to think who somebody that would. I mean, I guess anybody could tweet that. Like, anybody on the team could tweet that. I would hope. It's your guess, Jake. But obviously, you can't pick Thad Young because Twitter wasn't around when he graduated from high school. So. Man, this is bullcrap. I wish I had the fourth pick. <laughs> um, I'm just going to throw out – I'm just going to throw out Edmund Sumner. I don't know. I like him. Let's just go with him. I'm trying to get in the mind of, J- uh, of Chris here because I feel like he's trying to trick us. Oh, just wait. Eventually, I'm going to pick some of the most difficult tweets as possible. There will be like one-word tweets if you have to guess them. So this is easy. I'm not – It's there's no way it's Bojan. Like he would tweet – first of all, he would probably be in a different language. Yeah. So I'm going to just say Miles Turner on this one as well. Once again, you are both wrong. Shocking. Aaron Holiday tweeted that in 2015. Cool. I'm going to I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I don't like that the first couple of tweets we went with were like super young Younger guys. Younger guys. Yeah. These like I don't guys. know them. Like he's I don't gonna, know. He start them. off hard. There's, these next two are going to be one of the bigger name guys. The thing guys. about the first few tweets is the younger guys stupid tweets or, you know, Tweets like this, they were easier to find. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, once you're in the NBA, you're you're not gonna tweet this stupid stuff. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, next tweet uh, on the list. So this is a player rankings. So I'm just gonna read them off. Number one, Kevin Durant. Number two, Derrick Rose. Number three, Brandon Jennings. Number four, Andre Iguodala. Number five, Rudy Gay. Hashtag favorite players. This was tweeted out in 2012. Miles Turner, final answer. Six years ago. Miles Turner, final answer. I'm say Kevin. Victor, just because. No, no. Why? 
Kevin Durant, number one, Texas, Miles Turner. I would be shocked if it's not Miles Turner. I mean, yeah, but that's your guess. My guess is Victor. I mean, I can have that guess too. <laughs> no, you're not allowed that. I think that's because right. Because when was Derrick Rose's MVP? It was 2012, wasn't it? 2010, Victor was at IU. 2011, he was MVP. Yeah, so Victor was at IU when he was he won his MVP, right? Because I was in college. Yes, Victor entered uh, uh, the NBA. So that's I'm gonna guess Victor. Wouldn't well, okay? Hold on. My my argument against Victor Oladipo. Wouldn't Eric Gordon be on the list? Like that's like the key guy that was there when he was getting recruited. Who? Eric Gordon? Eric Gordon was like the key guy at IU and Oladipo. Yeah, maybe they just had a beef. Maybe they, they were trying to go for the same girl. So I, I, I'm, I'm just gonna s- get. It's a guess, man. Yeah. What do you want Are you staying with? We're your, trying to I'm definitely staying. Miles Turner with it's the Texas, with Texas University. Uh, you know, University of Texas. Kevin Durant, Miles Turner. That's where my guess is. The correct answer. It's Miles Turner. He tweeted out that out in 2012. Dab on him. Darn. As soon as I seen that question, I was like, let's go. Right. I need this fast. So Jay got one right, I got one right, yeah. and we got three wrong. So last one. Oh, where's one more? Last one. Safe and reliable transportation has arrived in Omaha. Download at Uber Omaha and enter our promo code for 20... Free Victor Oladipo. No, no, Doug McDermott. Ah, is it a trick question? Yeah, it's one of those two. No, it's Kyle Quinn. Final answer, Kyle Quinn. Oh, Wait it's Kyle. Time. Safe and reliable transportation has arrived in Omaha. Download at Uber Omaha and enter promo free McD for 23 Okay, here's my here's why Kyle I think Quinn, it's Doug, Doug McDermott because I'm not sure where Creighton is and I think it's that way. So I'm going Doug McDermott final answer. You're going Kyle Quinn? Yeah, I'm just going with a guy that went to Oklahoma City. I thought that's what Oh, I was God. dang it. So I didn't say the promo code the first time around. I said it the second time around. That was purposely because I wanted to see if anybody would guess guess it correct the first time around. Because the promo code kind of gives it away. So the promo code is free McD. Dobby McBuckets, right? Absolutely correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take round one. There'll be many more rounds where I win. I so, Jay, Omaha, where's Creighton? Creighton's uh, in Nebraska, right? I think it's time to like do like a live Google. Because I'm pretty sure it's like Nebraska. Yeah, I thought Like so middle well. of nowhere. Like just shooting three-pointers. Just It is in ne- Omaha, Nebraska. Yep. Dab, like and I was pretty was, sure. That was tweeted out, I believe, like 13 or 14. So. Is it so cool to like say dab on them, or is like, or am I just like completely out of it? Dab like, on, it's slowly fading. Like, well, yeah. like I'm Your like a hype. for saying dab on them. It's like you got like two weeks left. Okay. Well, <laughs> here's about like, I'm I'm a high, I'm a high school teacher, so like I get things like on the later really end. Late. I, yeah, yeah. And I so like it's like dab on them. Like, like it sounds good right now. So yeah. that's what I'm going with. So. Jake wins round one of Guess That Tweets. Like I said, there will be more to come. I only picked five tonight because we want to save them. Eventually, we'll find some more dirty tweets, hopefully. Uh, it's just kind of difficult because once you make it to the NBA, you kind of realize I shouldn't tweet such stupid stuff. That one I found of Doug McDermott, the night he got drafted, I was just looking through his – or the night we signed him, I was just looking through his tweets, and he said, the Pacers will bounce back. You can count on it. And I retweeted it from the main account, obviously, but I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Doug McDermott, certified Pacers fan and player. It's big. I can't wait to see him in a Hickory jersey. Like it's, oh. it's almost. 
They're I, I can't reshoot the movie. Are they going to put TJ Lee? Jimmy Chitwood. Is Jimmy Lee or Jimmy Lee? Is <laughs> Jimmy TJ Lee? Jimmy <laughs> Lee. <laughs> you, you freaking screwed me up. Is TJ Leaf and Doug McDermott going to be on the floor at the same time in a freaking Hickory jersey? I doubt it. I hope not. I hope not. I hope not. Probably though. I mean, uh, we're gonna throw it out there and test the water. Little little Tony Romo. Is it gonna happen? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, Hickory, probably. I'm going to be there game one when they wear Hickory jerseys. Uh, Absolutely. One, one last question to wrap it up here. Um, the uh, NBA 2K ranking just came out for Victor Oladipo, and he received an 89 rating, which I think is pretty fair. Um, the only thing I don't really like is Jason Tatum got an 87. Um, Hype. Which is, yeah, it's a hype pick. He had, I mean, they both had just one good season. So, you know, I, I kind of get it, but he's going in on his second year and he's already in 87. I don't really judge 2K ratings, like, who gives a, who gives a shit? But what do you guys think about uh, Vic's 89 ranking? Do you think it's fair? Do you think he should have pushed it to 90? Um, what do you guys think? I know there was conflicting reports. There were some tweets that said he was a 91, and then I think we settled on it's official in 89. So I, I think a 91 would have been more accurate. I mean, this guy had a triple-double in game six of the NBA playoffs. Was, am I right? Or was it game seven? Well, you're not wrong, if that matters. I mean, you're this guy, wrong. he's MIP. He does everything well. I think a 91 would be more ready. It would be interesting to see what he was last year, but at the end of the day, who cares? I haven't bought a 2K since 2K11. <laughs> and Carmelo Anthony was literally a cheat code on the Knicks. He'd like You couldn't miss with him. So I, I, don't, I care less, and I don't think the players care at all. And I think those numbers fluctuate, I mean, how their seasons go, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, like, I'm an avid, like, I'm kind of opposite of you. I'm, like, an avid 2K buyer. Um, So, like, I, of course, love to play with the Pacers. Um, I think Oladipo, it's, like, 90% is, like, that franchise staple. And so, like, I think they're kind of saying, like, 89, like, like, one more year maybe? I don't know. Um, and that's kind of what I view it as. Um, the problem with playing with guys like – we've talked about DeMar DeRozan a little bit in this podcast. DeMar DeRozan and Victor Oladipo, those are two guys that are like basketball players. Like, like they're just like basketball guys, like 15-footers, um, drive around, 12-footers. Like They're not like three-point guys, so it's kind of hard to play with them if you really want to like compete online. They're hard but, to spam online. Right. I, I could definitely see the argument for Oladipo being a 90, especially being a Pacers fan. I think he's a cornerstone guy, but I could also see – them saying 89 one more year just kind of being the guy on the Pacers and I think next year at this time he could be that 91 and like I said I could I could definitely see him being a 90 just being the biased guy that I am and I hope he is because I use the Pacers on 2k yeah. online but I mean 89 doesn't piss how me much off money have you spent in virtual currency oh he's probably spent the you gotta be honest give me account. a round number of how much money you've I've spent never in I, me personally I've never spent never any, spent a dime I've never spent a dime I'm too cheap I don't even pay for PlayStation uh, Plus you don't even know what's called <laughs> I'll pay for the internet whatever that <laughs> is I can't called. even play games I'm too online cheap to pay Chris. for that <laughs> I can't play online honestly I've never I. this is God's honest truth I've never spent a dollar you just grind I, I just do grind. franchise yeah. mode in any game I play I only play sports games nah. I play I play 2K I play MLB The Show I do franchise modes Playing online is overrated. I, I don't agree care. With that, yeah. I don't care yeah. if I play a one-on-one guy game against some guy from California. 
and then he quits during the third quarter. I quit because he's whooping my ass. Who cares? That in 08, I remember I won the Super Bowl with the Colts, and that was more important to me than the Super Bowl that I had won two years before with the real life. It was right. just a weird time was, where I was like, that that Madden <laughs> Super Bowl I won online was just awesome. Of course. I, I remember there was the Madden, and this is way off topic, there was the Madden, do you remember that, where you would win the Super Bowl, and then they would show the parade afterwards, and you just felt like you were awesome. If you, awesome. Awesome. If you, you didn't watch the parade, then you're not a human. Yeah, yeah I watched like, the whole thing. Mine was in New yeah. Orleans. It was the New Orleans Super Bowl. Yeah. How many tears did you shed? Like, uh, like it was. I'd say like six. Like there was a couple, and I quickly turned it off. Right. Yeah. Like, I can't so do getting a little bit back more on topic. Well, one last thing before we close. Am I, am I allowed to answer the question? No. That's okay. That's fair. I mean, I usually take too long You've anyway. Shut yeah. down. One last thing I do want to say. Ouch. One of our Twitter followers, big fan of the show, at Jacob Perry 24 he got in an argument this morning. I woke up and I woke up to this argument. He got in an argument with some guy named at S. Vogelman, uh, TKE, who is a Houston Rockets fan. And so they were going back and forth. I, I eventually chimed in. So Jacob claims that he thinks that Victor Oladipo could be a top three shooting guard in the NBA or could be viewed as a top three shooting guard in the NBA, maybe possibly this season. So my thought is to you guys, I know we didn't do any prep for this, but what shooting guards right now would you rank above him? Obviously, S. Fogelman being a Rockets fan, I would put James Harden over him. Obviously. But I don't view him as a shooting guard. James Harden's a point guard in today's NBA. He, he's, he, he's a shooting Oh, someone's going to say, oh, He's a shooting oh, guard, but he has the ball 90% of the time. He's a shooting he's guard, a point so guard. let's just call him a shooting guard. So is, what it, other shooting guards would you put over Victor at this time? Would you say he's top three? I, more realistically, I say top five, in my opinion. Okay, give me. Okay, I'm putting you on the spot. Give me your top four if he's only top five. Clay I mean, you got Bradley Beal. Him and Bradley Beal is a close if, compare. If, if. The Golden State Warriors called and said, we will give you Klay Thompson for Victor Oladipo. You are trading Victor Oladipo. No. I don't know. I disagree. But, I don't know. I'd rather have Oladipo. It's tough. That's why I brought it up. I think Oladipo's got that ability to just try it. I I think he can drive it. I think Bradley Beal's top five, not above Oladipo. Yeah, I think they're close. Klay Thompson, Oladipo, Bradley Beal. I... I mean, if you want to call, here's the thing: people are going to say Rosen's probably up there. Uh, you're going to come at us with James Harden, but really, if you really watch the NBA and you watch the Rockets, Harden brings the ball up the court sometimes. Sometimes Chris Paul, like you could make the argument, Chris Paul's a shooting guard in this offense. Really, you really could, and, and, and so that's why I think. I think Victor Oladipo is a top three shooting guard because he is a pure shooting guard. I would have Bradley Beal around that area. DeMar DeRozan makes a lot of sense. Thompson. I don't like. I don't think there's that many guys in front of Oladipo. Shooting guard is definitely. I mean Tatum. It's an Tatum, ambiguous Tatum yeah, shooting guard position. When, when you're I think Tatum's under them in the next tier. When you're looking at positions. Think, I mean small forward. Small forward is a position that is the most difficult to rank. Shooting guard. When you look at players nowadays, that's the most difficult position to re- to rank because you don't really know. I mean, there's not great players at shooting guard. A lot of the players that they throw out at shooting guard are now these three and D type players that are like you know Danny Green. So I, I just like you said. Hold on, real quick. I real quick point. Like shooting guards used to be like the the, the position. position. Michael Jordan, Reggie Miller, like that was the position. Ab- Absolutely. You guys are on it. And I just don't think that that is the 
position anymore. It's not. It's not. Like, it's small forward is the position. It definitely position. hasn't taken much of a hit as the center position. Small All forward and even reasons. point guard. I mean, the point guard's now just The two. biggest thing now is that two through four is so interchangeable, you can play literally any guy at any position. There's not one guy we've said that you can convince me is better than Victor Oladipo. I might put him at one. I might say he's the best. Come at me. Come at him. I mean, so who's, who's better? Who could you make a legitimate argument is better than Victor? Here, here's what I'm saying. From it, last year. I mean, I, I know he's only had one year, but last year was amazing. You, Third you, team All-NBA. You're not going to You're not going to get an argument for me because I can't think of many guys so I would I rather have on the Pacers. I don't I don't classify Jimmy Butler as a shooting guard. I Absolutely look at him as a small forward. forward. Yeah. Absolutely um, correct. Clay Thompson. I mean, I'm not going to have that argument. Clay Thompson is a hell of a player. Better, oh, but better before shooter. you go on, like, he – like Clay Thompson is a pure shooting guard. Yeah. Like he's got to be a guy. If you ask me, be the guy. If you ask me yeah. between Oladipo and DeRozan, I'm taking Oladipo. Yeah. Beal or Oladipo, I'm biased. I'm taking Oladipo. Yep, easily. CJ McCollum, I'm taking Oladipo. It's a little tougher, but what about Devin Booker? I'm going Devin. See, I'm going Devin Booker because he is young. Uh, I mean, but, like, I get it. I get the Oladipo love. I, I just think Booker has a higher upside. Depot never scored 70 in a game is what you're you're saying. I, I, I mean, they're close. I think it, it's a good argument. That's I mean, pure upside, though. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, one game? I mean, like, tomorrow? Okay, so I'm here, taking Oladipo. Pure upside and Oladipo won MIP. Here, here's so my they, opinion. I, I think you, the upside starts still. I just said Jimmy Butler is a three, but if you put him as a two, as most people like to classify him. Where are you putting Andrew Wiggins? He would be a three. He sucks. Hello. So Butler played the two in Chicago, but let's just say hypothetically to please people that Butler is a two. I put I'm this is in no order, but I probably put Vic at four. Ooh. Put, oh well you said no order, so like who's your But if he had him, more I put, years I put run. Thompson, I put um Butler and I put James Harden. Okay, so would you trade? Here's how I would say this: Would you trade Victor Oladipo for Jimmy Butler? No, don't do it. I wouldn't trade Victor. This isn't based on skill. My love for Victor. My my love for Victor, obviously. Okay, he, no he's, bias. He's a great player. No bias. I trade Victor. Wise. I trade Victor for Jimmy Butler. I'm going to go no bias. I also I, I also could make the argument of trading. Oh, no argument. I would rather have James Harden. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fine. That's okay. fair. James Harden's fair. The MVP I, is fair. And this is where I draw the line. This is where I draw the line. Yeah, I, I, I'd rather I have I'd rather have Victor on this team than Clay Thompson. I can't outright come out and say that I would trade Victor for Thompson, the thing about but Victor I can't is. say that I wouldn't put him over him. I mean, it's a slippery slope. Shooting card rankings is hard. That's hard. The thing about Victor is he's coming off a most improved player year. That's something that we – it's kind of hard to imagine. He's a third-team All-NBA guy. He can only – he's going to get better. I have, I have a feeling. He put in all that work last season. He's putting in all this work. That famous tweet that went viral, text that went viral with his trainer, I want to get to work right away. I think his, his ceiling is unbelievably high. Like – I honestly think Victor's I, about to go on a four or five year run here. Yeah. That it's I feel be the so best official with this debate. Like, like we didn't even plan for this. Like, this is awesome. Like, yeah, he's I about have, to go on a four or five you, year run. Thank you to seat. Jacob and S. Fogelman Teague for bringing yes. this up. I, I'm going to go ahead. I'm I'm going to put my official rankings out. Number one, James Harden. Even though I would say he's a point guard. Number two, I'm going to go ahead. 
yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say Jimmy Butler, even though I would say he's at three. Number three, Victor Oladipo. Done. So two guys ahead, you don't even classify as shooting. No, but I, we just went from Google. So, like, who's going to argue with Google? Google sucks. Well, Bill Gates is a poser. Okay. I think that's a topic for another <laughs> night, I think, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good debate. I mean, shooting guard, I mean, I think we need to come out with our rankings for each position top five. The thing that hurts Victor is he's only had one season at this elite level. Like, if you wait till he streams a couple more, and I think people will recognize. And let's just be honest here. I am any day content with Victor leading our team for years to come, and I don't want to trade him. This is just hypothetical-wise NBA rankings. You couldn't have a better guy leading the Pacers. No, not at all. So, He's the man. I can't wait. Like, this is completely off topic. I can't wait till we rank point guards and see where Darren Collison is. Like, I'm just frisky for that. Like, that's At an August. 36, I have Darren Collison. <laughs> that's an August conversation speaking, when everything's, like, speaking slow. Speaking of rankings, but, don't forget we're doing a top, not top 50, but we're going to pick 50 former Pacers players. We're doing a draft with the Pacers Pride podcast. Uh, just a you know five starters, five reserves, and we're going to pick. We're gonna have you guys pick who has the best team when it's all said and done. It's gonna be a stink draft. We're gonna do that with them here in the next month or so. So that'll be out here soon. And then last thing I want to announce is this is gonna be on Twitter here soon before this even airs. We have a Danny Granger signed jersey that is going who? out. Danny Granger. God, it's my jersey too. Like I, I, I hate parting with it. You Go didn't ahead. even lose the free agency contest yet, and you're already giving some yeah, away. God, I just, cool. I want this to be successful so, so bad. Uh, Danny, this is an official Danny Granger signed jersey. We're giving this out. You're gonna have to retweet it. You're gonna have to follow us if you want to be eligible. If you don't do both of those things, you won't be eligible. Um, so make sure you retweet and follow. We're gonna post that picture here before this podcast airs, so you might have already retweeted and followed by the time this uh, has has aired out. But make sure you go and you check that out because we're going to give away a bunch of free cool stuff. Like, I don't think you guys understand. Danny Ranger was my favorite player for like five years. I just remember the game where he dived on the court at half court lost and two. lost his two. Yes. I was like, that is Pacers, baby. I got jacked. Give, I got to give you a story about this Danny Granger signed jersey. I know we've gone way over on time. I don't care. Who like, cares? I'm just sitting here. Let's go. Um, I bought this Danny this. Granger jersey. I, I literally, I can remember my mom. She gave me an extra, like, $20, like, for Christmas because I wanted to buy this jersey. The jersey I'm, like, repping right now. I'm wearing it. This is an official podcast-worn jersey. Um, and it was a, a way blue Danny Granger jersey. And we went, Chris and I went super early to a Pacer game, and I actually befriended, as a junior in high school, Danny Granger's father, who, like, as Danny Granger was walking in, like, he wasn't signing autographs. And he was like, Danny, you're signing this kid's jersey. <laughs> like, he, I, like, befriended him. Like, you you are signing this kid's jersey. I give him this jersey, and he signs it. It was one of the happiest moments of my life. And, like, I'm willing to give it away just to a Pacer fan who will appreciate it. As long as we get to 2,000 retweets. Ooh. And 2,000 followers because, oh. as we stated last podcast, Twitter Verified said 2,000 followers will get you that blue check mark. Bada I'm boom. willing to give one of my prized possessions up 
for that blue check I think check you mark. gotta go either. So if we get 2004 followers or 2000 retweets, you will give it away. Not both. Yeah, people are very stingy with that retweet. I'm though. stingy. Like, this is my jersey. This is one of my most beloved so, possessions. Yeah, forget what he says. We will take both. So either or, not... I mean, you don't have to do both. It doesn't have to be both of those. So if it gets either that many retweets or that many followers, he will give it away. Is there any uh, ill will that he joined the Heat that year? Like, I don't even count that. Like, I don't even remember. Did Danny Granger ever play for another team other than the Pacers? Like, yes. like secretly, I yes. But at the same time, he also he played, played for the, for the Heat. He played for the Pacers. Yeah, but that doesn't count, guys. That doesn't so, count in my mind. Real Fresno State Dandy, I know. It's the Pacers blue. Yeah, Fresno State, New Mexico like, State. I'm taking this jersey off just to look at I this thing. Fresno is Paul George. Yeah, Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we don't speak that name on this. Like New Mexico. Yeah. All right, that is going to wrap up our. It looks like number 59. I forgot it's to tell to everyone to get online and bid on the Boltman costume. It's currently over $67,000 online. Get on eBay and bid on that immediately. 67000 is what you said? That's what it was yesterday. It's probably over seventy now. My gosh. Why God. would you pay that much money for something like that? Garcon is just looking at me like. I'm just like. So, I don't know what to do. Codery. <laughs> Let's go. Yep, so that's going to wrap up episode 7 of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. As I we have mentioned several times, we are uh, recording here at the Coterie in downtown Kokomo, Indiana on the square. If you haven't checked this place out, you're local in Kokomo or you're just, you know, short drive, make sure whenever you stop by, you come downtown, check the Coterie out. It's a great place to get some drinks. Um, a lot, I mean, you're not going to come here and order a Coors Light. You're going to get something else that you've never had before. It's all local. It's all Indiana Brewery. Great place to check out. One of my favorites here downtown. So make sure you come and check it out. Um, other than that, I think we might actually might make this a regular thing. Not every Wednesday, but, you know, occasionally here and there we're going to come here and record. So we had a pretty big turnout here tonight. We want you guys to come show up. And we'll actually probably, you know, eventually start letting you come on and uh, talk with us while we're recording here. So... Um, thanks for t- tuning in, guys, today, and that will wrap up episode seven. Um, we will have episode uh, another episode coming next week. We actually have uh, another interview scheduled with a uh, another big Pacers media member, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, we're gonna get his, uh, you know, his insight on what the Pacers have done this offseason as it's well. Not Eddie Gill. Not Eddie Gill. <laughs> Um, so we're going to get his insight with the Pacers have done this offseason, see what he thinks about that and his expectations going into the upcoming season. So, like I said, thanks for tuning in, guys. We will see you uh, next week for Episode 8. Time for bonus content. Here is of all time, Jake. I mean, I think any time you think 15-footer, you got to think a white guy that's just like one dribble, put it up and shoot. I got my guy in mind. You got your guy? Yeah. I was, I was going to go with Chris Mullen just because I could just picture him like lefty, like Are we talking head fake. Yeah, 15-foot yeah. mid-range. Yeah. 15 he's, he's, he's got the one pump, um, guy goes I, pass, dribble over, shoot I got uh, Rip Hamilton. Rip, oh, yeah, that's yeah, such that a good was pick. a specialty. I always just remember Udonis Haslam just making the baseline 15 footer all day. He never, day. he never left the baseline. He never left, and he never he missed never that 15 to. footer either. I that know, was I the know. best part. I know it. All right, let's see how it goes.